gambling gods, fickle bunch. Oh yeah. So easily offended. Uh-huh. The Weekend Wager with Anita Marks starts now. What's up? What's up? It is Weekend Wager here on 98.7 ESPN with you till midnight tonight. Um, as we know, the Rangers game uh, went into overtime, penalty kicks. All that is fun, right? Um, we're going to do a deep dive into the NFL. A lot going on as well as uh, it is bowling season. And I don't mean the kind that you put on the fancy little T-shirt and you eat a bunch of French fries. I'm talking about college bowl games. And uh, we're in action there as well. So let me break it down for you. We've got a number of guests who are going to be joining us tonight on the show. We're going to hear from Randy Robles. I always love when Randy's on the show. He's from the Elias Sports Bureau. He always joins the show with all kinds of really interesting and fun nuggets uh, to get us ready each and every week for our uh, our NFL season. Uh, we'll also hear from Aaron Schatz from Football Outsiders. He's got some plays and some picks for us as well. Lee Sterling, uh, my go-to when it comes to college football, getting you ready for this weekend, as well as some other bowl games that are on the horizon uh, as well as Mike Clay and I, and, and we put together a podcast each and every Friday. Uh, but I'm not going to lie, this week was, uh, and this podcast was a, a little difficult, maybe a lot difficult because of all that's going on with COVID-19. And so first and foremost, from all of us here at 98.7 ESPN, we hope that all of you out there um, are safe and uh, COVID-free. I know that's not necessarily necessarily the case for a lot of us here in the New York area, I know uh, me personally, I have three friends, three, that were uh, tested positive for COVID today. Thank God they feel fine, somewhat like the average cold, um, you know, sore throat, achy, but nothing where they have to go to the hospital. And hopefully um, that is the case for a number of people out there if uh, you uh, you have tested positive for COVID. But, um, you know, obviously this is uh, this is a very frightening time because it's on the rise in regard to a number of people who are contracting it not just in our own world, in our own bubble, but also in the NFL uh, and the NBA and, and just sports in general. So it's a, it's a really it's a really interesting time. So um, you know, uh, college football hasn't necessarily been affected as 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 severely as let's say the NBA or the NFL has. But as as we know, especially today, news breaking news where there's a number of games that had to be. Uh, rescheduled Uh, so exciting that we have some football tomorrow we were supposed to have two games but that's not the case now right so we have one game that's taking place and that's New England the Patriots in Indianapolis getting ready to take on the Colts and uh, you know I'm we're just I don't know about you but I just I feel like every 30 minutes to an hour I'm checking social media just to make sure that there's not another player that has contracted COVID-19. Hopefully that's not the case tomorrow for New England and Indianapolis, but there's quite a few teams and a f- quite a few games that have been affected. So the Raiders and the Browns were expected to play tomorrow on Saturday. It was That was supposed to be the earlier game. And uh, because Cleveland has just been so affected by COVID-19 uh, from Baker Mayfield, their starting quarterback, as well as their head coach, that game now has been rescheduled to Monday. So now the Raiders and the Cleveland Browns are going to play Monday at 5 o'clock, 
and that will be on the NFL Network. And then Minnesota and Chicago will play at 8.15 on ESPN. So now Monday we're going to have two games. And then on Tuesday, uh, again, because of COVID-19, Seattle and the, the Los Angeles Rams are going to play, as well as Washington and Philadelphia. So those four teams, those two games have been moved to Tuesday. And it says right here they're both on Fox, and they're both supposed to start at 7 o'clock. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm fortunate. I have the ability to have three monster TVs in my living room at any given time. But, um, but you know, I, I think it's better when you stagger them very like what Monday is going to look like where you've got the Raiders and, uh, and, and the Browns that are going to start at five and the Minnesota and Chicago starting at eight fifteen. I don't know. Are those, are those times going to change as we get closer to Tuesday? I hope so. Listen, uh, it's the week leading into uh, Christmas, and so I would imagine that maybe 75% of our population are off that week, let alone on Tuesday, December 21st. So hopefully they can stagger those games. If they cannot, as of right now, and what I'm seeing is that they both start at 7 o'clock, and that will be on Fox. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I was reading, I was, I was on social media earlier today, and... Uh, I had read a text that we're going to have in the next 10 days, eight of the next 10 days, we're going to have football games. That's not bad. <laughs> um, you know, I, I know the, these are trying times and they're frightening times, especially when it comes to COVID. But the fact that we're going to have eight, eight of the next 10 days, we'll be able to tune in and watch football, uh, let alone gamble on football, isn't half bad. That's for sure. Um, also, like I said, we are bowling. What does that mean? It is bowl season when it comes to college football. We had two games earlier today. Unfortunately, uh, in full transparency, as I always like to say, I'm 0-2. I had Toledo um, uh, earlier today. So, unfortunately, they lost to Middle Tennessee 31-24. to And then I also had Coastal Coastal Carolina, and uh, unfortunately, they did not cover. So uh, Coastal Carolina did win 47 to 41. So I don't know if you're playing in the ESPN, just straight up pick them. Uh, I'm in that as well. Uh, so I'm one and one in that. But if you are playing in the uh, ESPN bowl pick them with the spreads, unfortunately, if, if you selected Coastal Carolina and Toledo like I did, unfortunately, you're 0 and 2. Uh, you've got a number of bowl games starting tomorrow, bright and early at 11 a.m., Western Kentucky against Appalachian State, uh, UTEP going up against Fresno State, UAB, BYU, Eastern Michigan against Liberty, and Utah State against Oregon State, as well as Louisiana and Marshall. So a number of uh, bowl games tomorrow that we could wager on. And like I said, we've got Lee Sterling from Paramount Sports who's going to be joining us a little bit later on the show. And um, I had him tee up for me a number of his favorite bowl games and his favorite bowl, bowl plays. So definitely stay tuned for that. Um, but again, a late start to the show today because the Rangers went into uh, overtime with penalty kicks, uh, but we still have a lot coming your way. When we come back, we'll hear from Aaron Schatz. Uh, actually, actually, no, we're going to hear from Randy Robles from the Elias Sports Bureau. When we get back, we will also in this hour hear from Aaron Schatz from pro football, uh, from, from pro football outsiders, um, Mike Clay, like I said, Mike Clay and I have our, as we, as I like to replay for you each and every week here on uh, Week and Wager, Mike Clay and I have our, our favorite 
prop bet podcast that we bring to you. Unfortunately, again, it's, it's a very unique, interesting week because of COVID-19. Unfortunately, there's not a lot of prop bets that are out there, but we do break down the ones that have been posted and are on the slate. And of course, we'll hear from Lee Sterling as well. So still a lot more coming your way. You're listening to Week in Wager here on 98.7 ESPN, brought to you by BetMGM Sports. Enough talk. Believe in your game. Believe in your bet. BetMGM Sports. Right here on 98.7 ESPN. This, this, this is the Weekend Wager with Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. That music only means one thing. Randy Robles from the Elias Sports Bureau joins us now on Weekend Wager. Brought to you by BetMGM Sports. Enough talk. Believe in your game. Believe in your bet. BetMGM Sports. Randy. How you doing, man? I know you are on your way to Canada. It's not like you're trying to like exit the United States because of the how, how rampant the COVID <laughs> is right now. Uh, but you're going up there, of course, uh, to spend some fantastic time with your family for the holidays. So we so appreciate you joining us this evening. Thank you. Oh, it's my pleasure. Yeah, I'm on the loose. I'm uh, approaching the Canadian border. Uh, and, um, you know, I'm glad I got to talk to you because I have to pull over anyways to make my weekend wagers before I cross the border where it's, I can no longer use my apps to, uh, to make uh, uh, my prediction, you know, my, uh, my bets. I love it. I love it. So, so you know, you're, yeah. you're, you're, you're killing two birds with one stone, although I, I do hate that phrase. Yeah. But, you know, people know what I mean. All right. Uh, let's let's jump right into it again. Uh, Randy works with the Elias Sports Bureau. We're always blessed when he does join the show. Randy, before we start breaking down a few of the games that you've got all these great nuggets for, why don't you let folks know about the app, the Elias Sports app? Um, I downloaded it on my phone. I love it. Um, I actually, I go online and, and I, I, I get on the app and I go and I, I, I research all the nuggets and I use them on the daily wager show that I'm on ESPN2 uh, about five days a week. So uh, I, I find the app to be not only really informative, but also it helps me with, helps me with my job. <laughs> well, thank you for saying so, Anita. Yeah, it's called the Elias Game Plan app. You can download it on iOS or Android, and it's a free app. And uh, basically, it's it's like a gambling companion. You know, it's there to provide you nuggets, like I'm going to share with you in a moment. You can also look up, you know, teams, uh, you know, last five games, last ten games, just quick reference stuff. I like to use it, like, at 12.45 p.m. before I, I make my bets just to – reassure myself or try to find a nugget that kind of makes me lean a certain way because the better information that you have, you're going to make, you're going to make better bets. And you know, you know, Cy Sperling once said, I'm not just uh, a client, the president, I'm also the, uh, the client. I'm not just part of the Elias Sports Bureau. I'm also a client of this app because I use it every weekend. And I find that I pick every single game. So over 200 games this year, and I'm successful about 57% of the time. Which, That's great. You know, Anita is, is is good. Yeah, you can't get them all right, but mm-hmm. can you get three out of five right? You bet your butt. Yeah, I, I, you know it's it's so, interesting because yeah. I I tell people that you know if I if I post some bets and you know I win I, I go I like for example last night in the Thursday night game I went three and two. 
you know, in, in, in close call in regard to I had the under and receiving yards for Keenan Allen almost hit. Um, I was over. It went over by three yards. <laughs> okay. And I went under with the Austin yeah. Eckler rushing yards. And uh, that went over, I want to say, by like seven yards. Okay. Close, but no cigar. But nonetheless, like three and two. Still won people money. You know, you can't win them all. You know, I hope people realize anything around 56 or 57 percent, you're winning money. And at the end of the day, uh, that's what's most important. All right. So let's try to help people win some money this week. Let's start with the the uh, Jags and the Texans game. Obviously, a lot of drama surrounding Urban Meyer and uh, him getting fired as the Jacksonville Jaguars head coach. This is interim coach now that's uh, coming in to coach Jags at home this week. They're favored by three and a half against the Houston Texans. Texans getting plus three and a half. I'm leaning towards the Houston Texans here. Davis Mills has looked good the last two weeks. He's got uh, two games where he's thrown for over 300 yards. I think it's a lot of turmoil for the Jacksonville Jaguars, but I have a feeling you've got a nugget that is going to uh, give me some type of trend that is going to say, Anita, you are wrong. The number one question I got this week, Anita, from my friends was, what do teams do in their first game after a midseason replacement? Like the Jags are going through this weekend. The answer is, if you go back to, say, week 14 of 2018, so back a couple years, teams in their first game with a midseason replacement are 6-1 and one straight up and 5-2 and two against the spread. So there's a strong trend for taking teams right with a new coach, you know, for, for whatever reason. There's a lot of psychological reasons and emotional reasons, but I'm giving you a statistical reason to perhaps consider taking the Jaguars. <laughs> taking the Jaguars at minus three and a half. You know what? If I was to yeah. play this, though, I, I will tell you this, and, and I'm trying to call this up. I want to know what the alternate spread is. Uh, you can't – there you go. Okay, so – um, I, I, what I would want to do here is I, I just, I don't like taking the hook. So if I was to yep. play this and, and I, and I was to, you know, play on this trend, which is a pretty, let's be honest, Randy, this is a pretty significant trend, six and one straight up five and two against the spread. Then I would, I would play the alternate spread line. And that would be the Jacksonville Jaguars minus three at minus one forty five. Still a little bit, a little bit too much juice for my taking, but nonetheless, um, if folks out there are listening and, and maybe you've got some conviction in regard to the Jacksonville Jaguars and you like this trend that Randy is sharing with us, uh, that is what I would do is, uh, is I would buy that hook down. We've got Saturday football, Randy. How exciting is that? And, uh, and really, it, my, my, like really, like, I think this could arguably want to be about one of the best games this week. The slate is uh, nothing, you know, outstanding to, to be excited about, maybe a, a game or two. But the Patriots uh, coming off of a bye, heading into Indianapolis to take on the Colts. Patriots are, are, are getting two and a half. You know how much I love Mac Jones. Um, I, I like this game a lot. I think the Patriots are in a really good spot here where I'm going to tease them up to plus eight and a half in a number of places. Also, I'm playing the under here, under 45 and a half. Curious what nuggets you have pertaining to this game, and do they support my plays or not? First of all, Saturday, nothing gets 
me into the Christmas spirit more than a Saturday NFL game. Forget about yeah, the, right. the Grinch or Elf. <laughs> I don't care about those things. I see Saturday NFL, and I get the eggnog out. I'm so excited. This game is, is maybe one of the best games of the weekend. Uh, to support what you're saying, you know, Mac Jones is, is doing something that we haven't seen in a generation, or generation, I should say, and that is he's won seven games in a row and covered all seven. You know, very, very rare for a rookie starting quarterback to do that. In fact, it's so rare that's only happened once in the Super Bowl era, and that was back in uh, 2016. Dak Prescott, he won and covered nine in a row, but that's the only case. So what we're seeing here is something special. If you're getting points, very tempting. But a word of caution, it is a primetime game, and uh, Carson Wentz is, has won five, has covered five primetime games in a row. In fact, it's the longest streak of covering primetime. It's tied to the longest streak of covering primetime games. Aaron Rodgers has also covered five in a row. So just word to the wise, be careful with that one. Interesting. So maybe, so maybe my teaser, maybe teasing the Patriots up to eight, eight and a half plus eight and a half is the play. Yes. And again, and again, I, I, I've got a, I've got a, I've got some strong conviction. I, I, I really like the under here at forty-five and a half. Maybe what I'll do in this game, Randy, is I'll play a two-play six-point teaser where I'll tease the Patriots up to plus eight and a half, and I'll tease the under up to what is that, fifty-two and a half. Maybe that's what I'll do in this game. Love it. Love okay, it. good. Love it. Love it. <laughs> Yay! I get thumbs up from Randy Robles yeah. from the Elias Sports Bureau. That always makes my, oh. my Friday night. All right, uh, last but not least, and this is probably, in my opinion, the second best game on the docket, and that is late Sunday night, and that is the Saints in Tampa Bay to take on the Bucks. The Saints have the Bucks in Tom Brady's number. Some, like some rhyme or reason, whatever the case may be, they can, they can rattle his cage. They know how to get to him through that really excellent offensive line. You've got a Saints team getting 11. I know it's Taysom Hill. Again, I probably love Taysom Hill as much as I love Mac Jones. Um, again, I, I think this is a great spot to tease the Saints up to plus 17. I, where, where the slate is this week, I feel that there's a lot of great opportunity for two team six-point teasers. I mean, more, more than the average bear. Okay, so um, so I, I do like the Saints in that in that in that in, in teasing them up to plus seventeen. I also like them at, at plus eleven. To be quite frank, like I said, you know they they typically they it seems like they've got Tom Brady in that offensive line's number. Curious, what is your nugget here, Randy? Yeah, you know, tis the season, not only to to be jolly, but tis the season to tease. And uh, <laughs> I think there are some some great opportunities to do that, uh, including the one you're talking about. Now, you know, what's an amazing thing is the Saints have won six in a row regular season games. No, they lost the playoff game last year, but six regular season wins in a row against their division rival, Tampa Bay, and yet they're getting 11 points. That's pretty amazing. So, you know, we at Elias did a little research into, like, how rare is it for a team to win, like, five in a row against – a team, a, d a division team, a team that they play frequently, and then be underdogs. What we found was that over the last few years, since 2018, it's happened five times where a team won 
five in a row against a division opponent and then found themselves as underdogs. And guess what? All five teams covered. So the Saints would, would look to perpetuate that, that trend of, of covering in such a, such a situation. The only word of caution that I have, of course, with Tom Brady and, you know, tough to bet against Tom Brady, here's an amazing stat. Over, over Tampa Bay's last five home games, so games in Tampa Bay, their combined spread was 50 and a half points, 5-0 and a half, and they covered it uh, if you look at, you know, game by game. So how rare is it for a team to cover a 50-point home spread as favorites over five consecutive home games? It's so rare. It's only happened three other times in the last 25 years, so like three times in a generation. And those teams were the 2017 Patriots, pretty good team, went to, went to the Super Bowl. The 1999 Rams, so great, they made a movie about it coming out next week. And the 1998 Broncos, who also won the Super Bowl. So Tampa Bay has covered big spreads lately at home. So that's why I like the teaser of adding a little extra, little extra juice there to me is, is the play because they could cover, they, they could possibly cover 11, but 18 would be, would be might, might be a, a real stretch. Randy Robles joining us here on 98.7 ESPN from the Elias Sports Bureau. And of course, just a reminder, make sure you download their app, the Elias game plan app. Last, I just want to get your thoughts on this. I mean, these nuggets are great. I feel okay about the slate of games and the odds that are out there right now, but I'm not going to lie. Like I'm someone who I like to jump on lines early, but because of what's going on with COVID and this new strain uh, that's out there. And uh, in fact, this, this morning, I just, I got a text message. Uh, quite a few of my friends have tested positive. You know, it seems like it's very, very contagious, not as deadly, obviously. And thank God as the other strains we've seen, but, uh, but definitely contagious. So therefore, if a player tested, like, so again, so for example, you know, t- you know, Taylor Heineke is out, like, you know, Baker Mayfield's out, yep. it, it, you know, I, I'm a little mm-hmm. apprehensive, you know, I'm someone, again, I like to jump on lines early, but I'm a little apprehensive to do that right now until we see, I mean, who knows? I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Saturday night, Sunday morning, you know, there's a, a even, you know, a new 10, 20 guys that now have tested positive. It just changed the entire landscape of, of the slate of games and, of course, the odds, Randy. You know, in China, they have an ideogram, and it's, uh, the same ideogram for crisis is the same one for opportunity. And we're in a crisis, so maybe there's an opportunity here to take advantage. If you ask me, I would say, you know, with all these replacement players, I don't want to call them replacement players, but sort of replacement players playing this this weekend, um, I think it's going to exaggerate the difference between a good player and a bad player. And in that situation, I think that offensive players are more likely to, to exploit l- lesser experienced defensive players, more so than ex- experienced defensive players handling, uh, you know, offensive players. So I kind of think that if, if the team has its quarterback and some offensive players, I think you jump on and look at, taking teams to blow out some other teams i i'm i'm with i'm with you i'm with you i see i i see a lot of blowout potential uh that's for sure especially especially the washington football team is getting hammered uh more so than than any team so i can i can absolutely the philadelphia eagles coming off of a bye week um just you know laying the wood on them for sure so with a with a very athletic quarterback and talented uh, offense that you know could really 
I don't know. I think um, I think could 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 run up the score. You know, look, hindsight's will be twenty twenty. It's just a hunch. I, I don't have I don't have any numbers to uh, to back it up, but just from a gut feeling, I'm going to say that's that's how I feel about it. Randy, you rock as always. Enjoy your vacation uh, with your wonderful family up in Canada. Uh, wishing you and your family only the best. We appreciate you here on 90.7 ESPN. Thank you. Thank you, Anita. Love you, and uh, you know, happy holidays to you and your and your family as well. You got it, Randy Robles, Elias Sports Bureau, Anita March. You're listening to Weekend Wager. Welcome back to Weekend Wager, brought to you by BetMGM Sports. Enough talk. Believe in your game. Believe in your bet. BetMGM Sports. Without further ado. Aaron Schatz from Football Outsiders joins us here at 98.7 ESPN to break down week 15, some of his favorite plays, and, uh, and, and hopefully continue to help us win some money. So, Aaron, welcome in. First and foremost, Saturday football games, dude. That is amazing. I love when that happens. Um, so we've got two games. One, some big question marks. I know a lot of people out there feel that the Raiders and the Browns game should be postponed. I know the NFL is not going to do that. But then I think one of the best games on the slate is uh, is the Patriots in Indianapolis, right? Yeah, absolutely. This is a really important game for determining whether Kansas City or New England ends up with the number one seed in the AFC. Uh, line is currently Colts by two, and I actually like the Patriots a little bit. Our numbers love the Patriots this year. The Patriots are number two overall in our stats, and number one in our weighted DVOA rating, which gives more weight to recent games. Indianapolis also has been better recently. They're ninth overall, but seventh in the weighted rating. So this is definitely a tough game for New England, but their run defense has been very strong this year. So the fact is both teams want to run the ball, and both run defenses have been very strong, but if they have to pass, the Patriots' pass defense is a lot better than the Colts' pass defense. And so I would favor the Patriots a little bit, and I like getting a couple of points if you pick them. Absolutely. Uh, you know, I, I love Mac Jones, big Mac Jones fan. I like the fact that they're – how – you know, teams that are coming off of a bye, this – you know, that, that, that just had the bye on week, week 14, I know a lot of times, like, you know, you want that bye to hit you midway through the season. But, man, what a perfect time – for teams that are competing to get into the playoffs or we know have a very high likelihood to get into the playoffs, but to have a buy now just to kind of like get, get revved up, get ramped up for that final stretch of the season, I think is, is pretty, you know, is, is a huge advantage. And, and, and so I'm putting some weight in that in regard to the Patriots. And well, uh, I wouldn't put any weight on that in this game because the Colts, also had their bye week last week. So both teams are coming off their bye. That's true. That's true. Great point made. Um, also, you know, when you look at the, the Colts, Jonathan Taylor's their best player. And as you said, um, you know, both these teams uh, good against the run. And, and another thing that we know about Bill Belichick is he likes to remove a team's best player from the equation. So um, I see them focusing a lot on, on, on removing Jonathan Taylor. So... Also, because of the fact that they're going to remove Taylor, I would like a Taylor yardage under prop in this game. Yeah. And the Mac Jones, Mac Jones yardage over prop in this game. Yeah, I am. Uh, so prop bets, I am all in on Mac Jones. I'm Mac Jones over one and a half touchdown passes, over passing attempts, 
over completions, no interceptions, over yards. Yeah, I'm I'm all in on Mac Jones prop bets. And and I'm same thing. I, I'm I'm under on Jonathan Taylor as well. So we're on the same page there. Also, you know, I, I think the Patriots are in a good spot right now. You get them at two, two and a half to tease them up to eight, eight and a half. You know, I, I think that's a good play as well. Uh, on Sunday, you've got uh, you've got two more games we want to touch on, and let's touch on the Dallas Cowboys first and foremost. Minus ten and a half against the Giants. I'll tell you what, I, I think this has the potential to be an absolute blowout. I'm not someone who likes to lay, you know, double digit lines. I, I just I just don't. Um, but uh, you know, in in this game, I just might, and, and I'm here in New York, so I know there's a lot of talk and speculation that Mike Lennon might get benched. For, uh, for Jake Fromm, who hasn't started an NFL regular season game in his career. Now, keep in mind, a lot of people might not be aware of this. Jake Fromm beat out Justin Fields at, at Georgia for the starting quarterback position, and, and that's what led Fields to leave Georgia to go to the Ohio State University. So we're not talking about a quarterback who, who, who stinks here. Um, you know, but, but No, def- but, but we are talking about a, a quarterback who's only been on that team for two weeks. That's true. So why are you why are you on the Dallas side? Give me all your reasons. Well, I mean, there's no question the Cowboys are in an offensive slump right now. Since their bye week, they're only 21st on offense in DVOA. But the roots of the offense are still the same as the offense that was really good in the first two months of the season. And they're getting players back from injury. And we know that the defense has been absolutely light out, especially in recent weeks. Micah Parsons threatening to be not just defensive rookie of the year, but defensive player of the year. And you contrast Dallas with the Giants, who are 27th on offense and 18th on defense and are going to be even worse on offense with Glennon, and even worse than that if it's Jake Fromm. I just think that the difference between these two teams is enough to take that huge line, even though, like you, I tend to shy away from double-digit favorites. Um, Last but not least, uh, you've got the 49ers, Minus nine going up against Atlanta. Atlanta, one of the worst teams in the NFL, offensively, defensively. And uh, this is a 49ers team. Jimmy Garoppolo, Aaron, has been playing great. You know, keep in mind, you know, as we know, the 49ers gave up the world to move up to get Trey Lance. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, 49, let's say hypothetically speaking, he continues to play well. They make it to the postseason. You know, I, I don't. I don't know how you – trade or or move on from Jimmy Garoppolo after a season like this uh for Trey Lance with you know uh, from North Dakota State with not a lot of experience and and some big time question marks so that's going to be interesting but nonetheless this spread what do you like yeah I think people are sleeping on how good the 49ers have been Mm -hmm. Uh, they have had a tough schedule They've had tough luck on turnovers. For example, they've only recovered seven out of 23 fumbles on defense. They are a top eight team by our numbers in both offense and defense. Meanwhile, the Falcons have basically traded off very small victories over bad opponents with gigantic blowout losses to good opponents. And therefore, even though they are six and seven, they are actually in last place in our ratings this year, and their point differential is similar. And on top of that, if you look at sort of strengths and weaknesses, uh, Atlanta, right, their offense is built around Kyle Pitts. San Francisco is second against tight ends this year, and San Francisco's pass rush is much better than Atlanta's pass 
walking. So I think, you know, Atlanta's losses this year have generally been, been big losses, and this one looks like a loss. So I think it can clear the minus nine for San Francisco. Uh, I'm I'm with you. I really like San Francisco, and also, and in looking at the slate of games this week, you know, I'm I'm really big on on two team six point teasers. Aaron, curious if you are. They've been winners for me this season. I'm winning at 71 percent in regard to my two team six point teasers. I've been I've been laying, and this slate of games, in regard to you know where where the spreads are falling. There's 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 a potential for a number of very lucrative two team six point teasers this week. Agree or disagree? Yeah, no, that makes sense, especially because you have a lot of these big lines that you can tease down to. Okay, the Dallas if even if Dallas plays badly, they'll probably win, even if they only win by a score. So you tease that down. Mm-hmm. You know, it's unlikely that the Colts will blow out the Patriots, so you tease that to you know whatever Patriots plus eight. Um, yeah, I agree with you. For example, the Patriots plus eight combined with the Cowboys minus four and a half seems like an interesting combination. Uh, Aaron, always great having you on. Uh, Aaron Schatz from Football Outsiders. Why don't you let our listeners know how, where can they follow you on social media, your website, all that great stuff. Absolutely. Twitter, it's F-O underscore A Schatz. That's spelled S-C-H-A-T-Z. And, of course, footballoutsiders.com has all the content for me and all the writers for Football Outsiders, plus F-O Plus, which is our subscription service with all kinds of advanced stat splits fantasy football research data picks against the spread all of that check out fo plus at footballoutsiders.com great stuff as always aaron really do appreciate you you're listening to we can wager here on 90.7 espn brought to you by betmgm sports enough talk believe in your game believe in your bet betmgm sports still a lot more coming your way this is the weekend wager with anita marks on 98.7 ESPN. Welcome back to We Can Wager here at 98.7 ESPN, brought to you by BetMGM Sports. Enough talk. Believe in your game. Believe in your bet. BetMGM Sports. Without further ado, Lee Sterling from Paramount Sports joins us here at 98.7 ESPN. Uh, he is our go-to when it comes to college football, and we are bowling, baby. The bowl season has begun. Unfortunately, I had Toledo early today, which really sucks. Uh, but uh, but Lee is here to help us win some money throughout the weekend and moving forward. Lee, welcome in. Happy holidays to you and your family, my friend. You too, Anita. Yeah, a lot to be thankful for, and I'm heading up that way next Friday. So uh, uh, get rid of all the COVID. Uh, I'm coming yeah. up. <laughs> yeah, you're, <laughs> you're, you're, you're about to... Your mouth to God's ears, Lee. You're, I know. It's, I it's, know. it's insane I know. here in New York. I had three friends test positive today, so... Mm. Um, which is, it's yeah. I've never, you know. The only good uh, thing we're hearing crazy. is the people that are getting it who aren't older. I haven't heard the effects of, of the, the the older people, but the younger people seems like it's much milder than the other two. That's for sure. All right, let, let's dive into yeah. it. Yep. Let's start with the Jimmy Kimmel Bowl, which, by the way, how does a dude get his own name on a bowl? Like, what? Anyway, it's, it's, it's start, that's, that's tomorrow. You've got um, Oregon State minus seven and a half against Utah State. Uh, who do you like here? What side are you on and why? Okay, so uh, in these early bowls, when you see a touchdown or more favorite, you want to look at and take a hard look at the underdog. It's all about motivation. What does Oregon State have? I, I don't see it here. Uh, they're also missing two of the best players. Uh, their top defender, linebacker Avery Roberts, he's out, led the Pac-12 in tackles, out with an injury. Uh, they're one of their top receivers is going to miss the first half 
got in a fight the last game, so he misses that first half. And uh, this is a team here in Utah State. No one was talking about him. Under the radar, had a new coach. He brought in a transfer quarterback, Logan Bonner, from Arkansas State. What does he do? He puts up 36 touchdown passes here. Uh, Oregon State is great as an underdog, but they're not in that role here. They're a favorite, and they are terrible as a favorite over the last decade, whereas Utah State has won every road game this year. They're going to take the Jimmy Kimmel Bowl. I'm taking them plus seven, seven and a half. I'm also uh, going to put probably half my wager also on them on the money line. During the season, big underdog, seven points or more. College football, not going to make you money. But in the bowl season, especially the first eight to ten days, you can make hay betting uh, these money line uh, underdogs. They usually come in and a lot of them win outright. Um, I'm with you as well. I'm on the uh, Utah State side as well. You've got the Sun Bowl uh, coming your way on December 31st. Uh, You've got Miami minus two and a half against Washington State. I'm on the Miami side here. What side are you on and why? Uh, same side, and, and, and I like games that have layers to it. So Washington State beat Washington. They never beat Washington. It's like if Miami was beating and playing, they beat Florida State and Florida in a year. They'd feel high on the hog. But Washington State feels great. They already beat Miami the last time they faced off in the 2015 Sun Bowl. And that game was played in a snowstorm. I mean, Miami almost won the game, should have won the game, lost 20-14. to 14. Uh, they were trying halfback passes with, with halfbacks that don't even throw the football. It was insane. This year, Mario Cristobal will be up in the stands. He'll be up uh, in the press box watching the game. Already just today, they stole a five-star kid from Alabama paying dividends. Then kids realize everything's going to change. Uh, now, calling the plays will be Rob Likens. Uh, he was the wide receiver coach, former play caller at Arizona State. I don't think he's going to hang around, but think he's going to be aggressive. He's got a quarterback in Tyler Van Dyke, who's a stud right now, anywhere in top three, four, five, and the early Heisman uh, voting for next year. Uh, and, and, and I just think that the kid uh, and his weapons are going to do some damage on a Washington State team that will be without their top cornerback and their top safety for the game. And then on offense, Washington State's also missing uh, their, their top running back and also their best offensive lineman, decided to opt out. I like Miami, 38-28. Rolls Bowl on June yep. on, on January 1st. Um, Ohio State University favored minus 6.5 against Utah. I'm on the Utah side. Could we be 3-0 and here with our, pl- with our picks and our plays? No. <laughs> Here's why. <laughs> um, it looked like for a second maybe we might. Uh, so Utah, happy. They beat the Oregon Ducks. They won the Pac-12 for the first time ever. I mean, this is a team that, you know, they, they can say, you, people say all you want. They don't talk about national titles at Utah. It's winning Pac-12 titles. So they matched up well against the Ducks. Uh, Ducks were devoid of talent uh, late in the year, injuries, and didn't have a quarterback. Ohio State, they just ran into a buzzsaw in Michigan. Now they're going to be playing not on a horrible weather day, on a perfect weather day, usually, uh, in the Rose Bowl. they got three receivers that are going to do a number, I believe, on the Utah secondary. Now, there's a kid that's going to go probably second, third round from USC named Drake London. Only one team did Utah face this year that can throw the football. This kid caught 16 passes for 162 yards. Kenan Slovis, the quarterback for USC, 
threw for 401 yards. Just watch what this Ohio State team is going to do on Utah. I think Ohio State doubles up Utah 42-21. Woohoo! All right, the yep. Cotton Bowl, December 31st. Alabama going up against Cincinnati. Alabama minus 13.5. Immediately I want to say, oh, man, Nick Saban, Alabama. But I think this I, – I, I, I do believe Alabama is going to win. I yep. just think 13.5 points, that's a lot. I think Cincinnati – I think Cincinnati can surprise some folks. I'm curious. I'm leaning towards Cincinnati. What say you, Lee Sterling? So my first inclination was Cincinnati, and I think this game's going to play out different from the Alabama-Georgia game. Where Alabama threw to open up the run later on, I think they're going to use the run to open up the pass later because Cincinnati has two really good cornerbacks. In fact, their secondary is better than Alabama. So I think Nick Saban's going to try to muck up the game, run the football, get a double-digit lead. If he gets a double-digit lead, Neither this game's over. I mean, he employs those blitz packages. I mean, no one comes back when they're up by double digits. So I think Cincinnati's good. I think Desmond Ritter is going to have a tough time here. I saw some projections, him going in a mock draft yesterday to New Orleans late in the first round. I don't see it. I think he's a project throwing the football. I think he's a talent, but third or fourth round talent. And Alabama, he hasn't seen these type of defenses. I think he's going to be up against it. they got to keep the game close. I think they will for a half, and then I think Bama pulls away late 34-13. All right, you've got the Orange Bowl December 31st. That's Georgia going up against Michigan. Michigan getting eight. How can you turn that down, Lee? So Georgia, I think, is slightly more talented. I think Kirby Smart is not a good coach in big games. And he should have had his team ready for that game against uh, Alabama. He should have told his team, listen, you're playing your rival. You knock them off. You don't have to worry about playing them again. But they came out like they were playing the Missouri Tigers, like it was just another game. Michigan at one time, I'm like, okay, they're decent. But after they played Michigan State, I'm watching that game. I'm like, wow. Uh, I had Michigan State in that game, and I, w- I said to myself, I was lucky. Michigan State played great at home maybe the best quarter of the season. And Michigan just got better and better and better. The last month, no one improved more. I thought their game plans from both of their uh, coordinators in the Ohio State and the Iowa game were right on point. And I think they match up with Georgia. I think it's going to be a tight game. I'm taking the points here. I think this should have been a four-and-a-half, five-point line. Wrong team favorite, Michigan outright. 27-26. I'm with you. I'm with you. It's yep. one of my favorite plays as well. Yep. Before I let you go, um, I'm going to throw out a, a few that I like. Uh, it could be a surprise okay. here. How about Jackson State and UCF money line parlay? Jackson State? Jackson State. Jackson State? I, you know, I, I, that's, you're talking about their, 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 their bowl game that yep. they're playing in? Yeah. I, 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 I haven't watched Jackson State this year, so I can't tell you. The thing with you like UCF over Florida. Yeah, I like right? I like UC, I like UC, UCF money line. Okay. Not a game I'm playing, but it, it's got to be one of the weirdest games that Florida's quarterback, Emory Jones, says he's going in the transfer portal, but I'm going to play in a bowl game, which is just so weird. So um, uh, key to that game might be watching and see if Isaiah Bowser, the Northwestern transfer running back who's been in and out of the lineup this year. If he's able to go, yeah, I, I, I can see it. Uh, I think he's the guy they need here 
to keep uh, the Florida defense honest. And what does Florida have to play for? Nothing. There you go. He's Lee Sterling, yep. Paramount Sports. Let the folks know how they can uh, reach you, find out where they can find maybe more plays and more picks yep. for this uh, this bowl season. Well, last year, and it was tough last year also with COVID, uh, we'll be here until probably 10, 11 o'clock at, at night, every single night for the next couple of weeks, uh, watching all the, the situations with the opt-outs and who's going to play in the NFL and college with the COVID situation. So try to do as much work for you. Uh, and uh, last year we went 27, the last six games from the first bowl game to the Super Bowl. Looking to go on a run here. Started off with a win against Kansas City. Uh, you want to hop on board normally 297. We call it double down December through December 31st. Use coupon code SAVE200. Never had it this low. Just $97, one place. ParamountSports.com or give us a call 800 Great stuff as always, Lee. Appreciate you, my friend. Um, stay safe and uh, look forward to seeing you when you come to here to New York, okay? Sounds good. You do the you same. You got it. All right, this concludes uh, We Can Wager here on 98.7 ESPN. Talked a lot about the NFL, a lot of moving parts. Um, you need to stay on top of all the news in regard to COVID. That's for sure, especially when you're talking about gambling. Of course, Lee Sterling getting us ready for uh, this weekend and, of course, moving forward with all the bowl games and whatnot. So hopefully you've enjoyed the show. Um, I'm back tomorrow afternoon from noon to 3. Of course, the Jets are taking on the Miami Dolphins. It means Mama Mimi is going to make an appearance on the show around 1 o'clock. As we know, everybody loves her so much. That's appointment radio. So I'll see you tomorrow at high noon. Again, this has been Weekend Wager here on 98.7 ESPN, brought to you by... BetMGM Sports, enough talk. Believe in your game, believe in your bet. BetMGM Sports, right here on 98.7 ESPN. This is the Weekend Wager with Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.